0: It's all right here on Law of Attraction Talk Radio. Well, welcome to another show of Law of Attraction Talk Radio. I'm Jules from beautiful Southern California, and I'm so delighted that you are here with me today. I have a terrific guest who actually lives in Palm Springs area, and he has a very high international standing with his Law of Attraction teachings and energy healing. And I'm so delighted to introduce you to Patrick Prohaska, who has literally traveled the world to understand the mysteries of the energies of the planet. What is really spectacular about Patrick is that he is saying something brand new about the law of attraction that I haven't heard before. And I firmly believe that what he teaches us tonight is so spot on and it's just what we needed to hear that's what's so spectacular about doing the show and matter of fact all the shows I law of attraction radio network because when you tune in whether you're in southern california or the uk or russia you will notice that there is always something that you are supposed to hear it's just the message you've been waiting for to gain better clarity on how the universe works And it's just the ticket to make your life easier with your manifesting techniques. (laughs) It is just so much fun as long as you play along with the universe. Little did I know that he actually lives so close by. That just means I am looking forward to getting to know him a lot better. So let's get on with the show and I can promise you you're going to love it. This is a great law of attraction
2: episode so stay tuned we'll be right back introducing a self-healing technology that is pioneering the era of quantum healing scalar light try it free for 15 days we offer a remote healing experience that is 100 safe and natural all we need is your photograph some of our programs include pathogenic cleanse chakra balancing and nutrient therapy try scalar light free for 15 days Visit our website to learn more at scalarlight.com.
0: Okay, we are back and you are listening to Law of Attraction Talk Radio with Jules. Now, the potential blessings are unlimited when you live with the understanding of how the Law of Attraction works. Yet, the possibility of misery can be equally as great even when you completely understand this universal principle after being a student to the law of attraction for many years you will notice that horrible things still happen and things do not happen by accident they are always there to help show you or redirect you into a better place of living But when you get stuck in that misery for long periods of time, you are unable to create that which you want. You really become stuck. Many people who lost jobs all of a sudden are so devastated that they can't find another one. The same holds true with the relationship When it breaks up, it can be so devastating that you find it hard to trust anyone else in an intimate relationship or even a working relationship. The law of attraction is responding to your thought and not to your current reality. When you change the thought, your reality must follow suit. If things are going well for you, then focusing on what is happening now will cause the good to continue to flow to you. But if there are things that are disrupting your happiness, you must find a way of focusing your attention away from those distractions and committing yourself to be happy moment to moment. Amazingly, many of you have forgotten that you have the total power over your thoughts that when you just go along and accept all of your thoughts the good the bad the ugly without even realizing that you have the power over your thoughts to change them and that's what i want to remind you is that you were born with the ability to quickly Change the pattern of thoughts within seconds. You will notice that babies and toddlers do this exceptionally well. One minute they're crying and the next minute they're laughing. Even if you're depressed or angry or even embarrassed, you can flip the switch to focus on something that makes you feel better immediately. If you can do this, you are changing not only your thoughts but your entire life experience because you are the one who is in full control of your thoughts now that's not to say that you should ignore all your hurt and anger and sadness especially your fearful emotions no in fact you need to experience these emotions because if you don't they just get filed in that limiting belief computer file in the brain so you do need to experience these human emotions the key is don't get stuck there for more than a day or two feel them and then release them a practice that i've done for the last five or six years is that every morning when i wake up i get into that awesome feeling of love of gratitude and it's aimed just towards me I love every cell of my body and then I move forward with my visualizing of the day and I visualize it as being spectacular. I always visualize my reactions to a delightful surprise that I know nothing about. It feels so good. I refuse to dilute my thoughts with the lackful side of the equation every morning I get out of bed so happy and so excited and guess what I get some really really terrific things to smile about every single day it is natural that by knowing what you do not want you are able to clarify what you do want and there's nothing wrong with identifying a problem before beginning to find a solution one day you get a call from the doctor's office that says you have cancer yes cancer and then all of a sudden the fear immediately comes up and you start thinking about your own mortality so you begin to come to grips with what the statement was and you have identified the issue of what you don't want and it's at that point that you allow the fear to come up you feel it and then you proceed to shift your mind to a better place so that you can come back and look at things objectively without emotions then You find out how you can be a partner in your healing with your physician. You start eating really great organic food. You start researching essential oils and all of the ways that other people have actually cured themselves of cancer. And what happens is that you begin to take responsibility for your own health and you make decisions based on what feels right to you and your body then you discover well wait a minute I'm not powerless over cancer I am powerful and it's my life it's my body and I will make the decisions based on my internal guidance system you know that little small voice that says well wait a minute let's try maybe going this route because this feels really good to me The law of attraction says that that which is like unto itself is drawn. In other words, what you think in any moment attracts other thoughts that are just like it. That is why whenever you're thinking about a subject that is not pleasant, in a very short period of time, you attract enough supporting information that delivers to you exactly what you are thinking that is how the law of attraction works simple but yet we choose to make it a little bit more difficult you are the only one who creates in your experience no one else everything that comes to you comes from you birthing a brand new thought if there are changes you would like to make then commit to changing that thought not only about your body or your health or your job or your relationships but about all subjects. As you begin to focus on something that feels so good like sipping that margarita on the beach in Cozumel or sitting behind that wheel of a brand new shiny car then you will have shifted from what you don't want to something that you do and that Creates the power to allow all good things to flow to you. Remember, it's not about the attention to your illness that makes you sick. It's the attention to the lack of many things. Chronic attention to unwanted things holds you in a place of keeping your physical self from being well. In other words, focus on making yourself happy. Distract yourself by nature and or friends step outside of your current issues and focus on being of service to good friends and then suddenly your recovery comes quickly and maintaining your physical health and balance is exceptionally easy so what is this show all about tonight well it's about power Remember, we get caught up in the stress of daily life, and it's so easy to forget how powerful we all are. It's like we're being pushed to believe that we're powerless and that we can't make any important decisions because, well, because the powers that be are telling us that we are powerless. They actually want us to be powerless. They can control us if we are under the assumption that that we have no power to fight back but the truth is we are not powerless we were born into this incredible power and one of the reasons why we are living into our 80s and 90s is because we are supposed to learn about the power that we were born with today is taking us longer and longer for us to realize our power. If there's anything more important to know it is that you have the power within your mind to create. Remember when we were talking to Dr. David Che and he brought out a scientific article that validates that the thoughts that you hold in your mind actually create physical matter. You want that car? You create that car. You want that job? You will create that job. You want that great love of your life? You will absolutely create that great love. I want you to realize that you are a powerful manifesting machine. And the more people that wake up to this, the more people will realize that regardless of politics, we are the creators of our lives. Again, you may want more money and you will be the one that creates it. So using this principle, if you feel broken or incapable of becoming wealthy because, well, perhaps you lack schooling, uh, all I can say is, wake up! You're not broken. And you just need to change the negative thoughts about yourself. You were born with this power to create. This is not a joke. It is a proven scientific fact. Truthfully, that is why religion is so good for us. When we believe in a higher power, we stop focusing in on our inadequacies and tune into a power outside of ourselves to provide our manifestations. Did you just understand what I just said we have been taught that we're only human and we do not possess the power to create well my friends this is the biggest lie that's ever been told we do possess the power and we do create as they tell us in the Bible, we are created in the image of God. If that is true, then you can safely assume that makes us each a God entity. We are God. We are powerful. We are the ones that create through the power of our thoughts. When you accept this premise, you will understand why it is important to change the way we feel about our inadequacies and therefore we can accept without question our powerful manifestations and it's no wonder why the bible teaches us to be good humans not selfish ones but one that is good to others and actually uplifts humanity because it's up to us to create the goodness of life I'm not trying to give you a lesson on how to be. But if you just look past the religion, you will see the intent of the Bible. Treat others as you want to be treated. Help others as you want to be helped in a moment of hardship. And this is what the movie The Secret tried to tell us. We were lied to about the power we possess. But there is more to it. It's all about changing the way we think. We need to return to the good and understand that we must become the epitome of what we call God. If we can focus on this, we can and will change the world right now. It's true. We are God. God is within us. We are the master creators of our life. There is nothing that will stop the power of our thoughts even even when we die although there is a curtain of separateness drawn after death but believe me we continue on our loved ones continue on and they often communicate with us by giving us nudges to help you on your journey you're never alone so it's time that we start getting it straight. Don't you think? We are powerful and we need to shift the way we think of ourselves. And this is why I asked Patrick Prohaska, who is a spiritual counselor, author, mystic, to be with me tonight. Now you can find him at Prohaska.myjacabi.com And we're going to be focusing on about how to shift our subconscious from thinking about lack lack of money for instance into much easier thoughts that bring us exactly what we are
2: desiring
0: so let's take a fast commercial break once again and we'll be right back
2: with Patrick Prohaska did you know that every human uses only a small portion of their powerful mind Jules would love to serve as your guide into living your dreams. Go to creativeguidedimagery.com or call 951-201-2166. That's creativeguidedimagery.com. Well, welcome, Patrick, to Law
0: of Attraction Talk Radio. I am so delighted that you could be with me today. Well, thank you. I uh, love the fact that we're going to be talking about reprogramming your mind for wealth. Uh, It's a topic that's near and dear to everyone right now because there appears to be a lot of stress uh, around money for everyone, so... How did you get involved in the Law of Attraction to begin with?
1: <laughs> I got involved in the Law of Attraction because I, had, I knew when I was a child that there were possibilities at my fingertips in the universe. And I knew that I could build any type of life I wanted, and yet somehow by the time I was in my 30s and 40s, I had built a life that was nothing but stress and strife (laughs) and uh, long hours at work and egos butting heads with each other. And I eventually got to a place where I just made a decision to jump into the abyss, say, I am not going to put, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm going to empower my life and I'm going to start by digging into my subconscious mind and reprogramming it. (laughs) So. <laughs>
0: wow, that is wonderful. And how many people are in that same situation today? It was really a huge act of bravery on your part to say, no more. I, I'm really tired of this. I'm going to start living my life this way. Was that difficult?
1: It, it was extremely difficult. And I did have a lot of setbacks along the way. Uh, So one of the things that happened to me several years ago that I think is is really instructive for everybody is I had come to a place in my life where I simply couldn't take it anymore. I either had to change my life or my life was over at that point. So I had ended up uh, on the verge of homelessness. I couldn't pay my rent. I was deep in debt. I was struggling in in the way I'm pretty sure a lot of people on the call are familiar with. So what I decided to do was radical optimism. So what I did was I decided that every single time I had a negative thought, I would immediately transform it into a positive thought. And I would force myself to think positive thoughts on a continual basis. And what happened was amazing. It was really dramatic (laughs) and pretty powerful, but it wasn't long lasting because what happened was uh, when I stepped into optimism over the course of about six months or so, absolutely everything flourished in my life once again. And I ended up landing a position at a restaurant that most of the people in the San Francisco market would have killed for. Uh, It was the absolute best job I ever had. It was prestigious. It paid exceptionally well. And I hated every minute of it. (laughs) Um, And I came to realize that simply forcing yourself to think positive thoughts doesn't get rid of that resistance that is programmed into your subconscious mind. So I still had all of those programs that were resonating deep within my subconscious. I was still stuck in poverty consciousness, even though I had forced by manipulating external circumstances things to seemingly go my way and that's when i decided that you know this this works but it's not real power it's time for me to step into real power and i jumped into the abyss once again and it took a while i actually uh, began to have panic attacks i had severe anxiety i ended up in the hospital thinking that i was having a heart attack mm-hmm. and that was just simply my subconscious mind come to terms with me forcing it to do something completely different. So I faced all my demons. And uh, that doesn't mean that for everyone it's, it's a painful process like that. Uh, it just means that that was the path that I took. And I've emerged on the other side, and I would never go back to where I was before. I'm so much happier now than wow.
0: I was. That is a great great story. I love that. It's um it distinguishes between positive uh thinking and the feelings. I I which is extremely important. So let's continue. This is good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Now you have five things and it it's kind of reaffirms everything that you just told us but five things that people need to ask themselves in order to get that wealth mentality. Can, uh, can we okay. talk about that? That is, I think it just goes hand in hand with what you're trying to say.
1: Yeah, so there's, there are actually many, many more questions you can ask yourself that will shift your consciousness. Uh, so let me give a little bit of background on this first. Okay. So from my perspective affirmations only go so far, and and Mm -hmm. we all know from experience that you can recite an affirmation over and over and over again and not have anything happen, because a lot of times what people do is they treat it as a cognitive game, as some sort of logical experiment, and they don't pour emotion into it. So when you energize your affirmations with emotion, they resonate much more loud they have much higher amplitude and it becomes possible for them to create your new reality with much more power but the thing is we all have subconscious resistance Mm -hmm. so we all have programming that's built into our subconscious mind that we picked up in our childhood that we picked up in previous lifetimes, that we pick up from the collective consciousness around us, and those limiting programs will always trump whatever you assert on a cognitive level if your subconscious mind disagrees with it. So the subconscious mind is just incredibly powerful. It processes information um, just thousands of times faster and thousands of times more efficiently than your logical cognitive mind does. So when you're making affirmations such as, um, I am wealthy, I am wealthy, I am wealthy, what happens is the subconscious mind, it it immediately responds with a no to that statement if it disagrees with it. Mm -hmm. And, You can do your affirmations, you know, tens of thousands, millions of times, and eventually the subconscious mind will shift and take on that belief, but there's a much faster way of getting around it. (laughs) So,
0: so let's go back for a second. You, if a person says, I am wealthy, I am wealthy, I am wealthy, but the underlying thing behind it is that I'm not wealthy. That's why I'm saying this. Is that what you're?
1: Yes. Yeah, so if there's a subconscious belief in place that, and it could be thousands of subconscious beliefs, it could be that I don't deserve to be wealthy, mm. that I deserve to be punished. Financial punishment is the best punishment for me. Wealthy wow. people are wasteful. Wealthy people are greedy. Wealthy people are evil. Mm. Uh, you have to be poor to be close to God. You can't grow spiritually if you have, fi- if you have prosperity. There are all sorts of beliefs that can be stuck in the subconscious mind right. running as automatic programs that limit you from actually creating wealth in your life. So if you, you can honestly believe that you deserve to be wealthy and you can have a sincere desire to have wealth. But if you have a subconscious belief that tells you all wealthy people are greedy, all wealthy people are wasteful, It doesn't matter what your cognitive belief is, your subconscious mind isn't going to let you become something that you hate. So it blocks you from receiving wealth. Or if you do receive wealth, it creates situations, it magnetizes to you situations that cause you to lose that wealth. So you you win $10,000 in the lottery, and suddenly you have a $10,000 expense that popped up out of nowhere to wipe it out. Uh, that's the law of attraction in action because those subconscious beliefs are sending out um, a vibrational signal to the universe that says you don't want to be wealthy because wealthy people are greedy or wasteful or evil or um, there's some judgment there. Right. So, yeah, it's incredibly powerful. So what's really, what I did that was really effective for me was I was able to go through and identify what my limiting subconscious beliefs were and then erase each one of them, replace them with different beliefs that are better. And one of the best ways to do that, I discovered, and uh, I I think that there are other people doing this as well, is when you analyze the subconscious mind, you realize that, It never really evaluates anything. All it does is process information, and it does incredibly fast. It doesn't have the capacity for logical thought. It doesn't logically evaluate whether something is true or not. It simply processes the information. The logical mind, your cognitive mind, that's what does all of the logical thought, and that's why the cognitive mind is much, much slower than the subconscious mind. Because all that logic slows it down. So, what happens is if you say I am wealthy, I am wealthy, I am wealthy, and your subconscious mind disagrees with it, it's just going to say no, no, no. And you can test that through muscle testing. So you know you'll muscle test I am wealthy, and you'll get a no. (laughs) So it, it happens, you know, just automatically on autopilot. But here's the glorious thing about this: the we can use that to our advantage the fact that the subconscious mind doesn't evaluate logical statements so whenever you ask a question all questions have some sort of premise that underlies the question so if you ask the question why am i so wealthy the premise of that question is i am wealthy you wouldn't ask that question if you weren't wealthy unless you were playing some sort of logical game So if you ask a question like, why am I so wealthy? Why am I so happy? Why do all my friends love me so much? Why do my parents respect me so much? Why does everything always go my way? There are premises built into those questions that say everything goes your way, your parents respect you, your friends love you, and so forth. So whenever you ask a question, the subconscious mind doesn't have the ability to analyze the premise to see whether it's true or not, it must accept that the premise is true in order to process the question. So it's it's a, an amazing brain hack. If you ask the question, why am I so wealthy, then that is an incredibly powerful affirmation for your subconscious mind that you are in fact wealthy. And that shift happens really, really fast. You don't have to ask the question 10,000 times, ask it five or six times through the course of the day and actually feel that you are wealthy and boom, that belief shifts really fast.
0: Wow, I have got to tell you, Patrick, that we've been talking about wealth and health and love and all this, but this is the first time I've ever heard this and it's right on target. It's the missing (laughs) link. It really is the missing link. Because as a hypnotherapist, I know that people constantly get stuck with the words, I am wealthy, and it stops them. This is so fantastic. Uh, it's something really to pay attention to. So let's keep on going because you've, you've really got me going here. I love this stuff. <laughs> so we did, why am I so wealthy?
1: Yes, that is such a powerful question. And you can... Substitute anything you want for the word wealthy there. So why am I so beautiful? Why am I so healthy? Why am I so vibrant and full of life? Uh, so why is my sex life so good? Questions like, like that. So why am I so wealthy is uh, it's the closest thing to a pure energized affirmation that you can state. It's really beautiful because it states, I am wealthy as its premise. Uh, Another question that I like to ask is, why am I so lucky?
0: Oh, yeah.
1: And to me, that's incredibly powerful because we all think of luck as something that just happens by coincidence. It just happens to certain people. Some people are lucky and some people are not. But luck, to me, is all about recognizing opportunities when they appear and then taking action on those opportunities. So we live in a universe that is abundant with opportunities. There are doors all around you that have beautiful opportunities for you, but we tend to ignore them. We tend to filter them out and not see them because we normally operate based on our our rote expectations and our judgments about what's possible for us. So when you ask the question, why am I so lucky, it opens you to the possibility of recognizing opportunities that you never would have considered before.
0: Right. It's opening up your eyes. Before we were blind, but using lucky. And and I like the word lucky because it's not just about money. It's about everything. It is. That is powerful. Place. I love that. I love that.
1: And another question that I really like that's related to that is, why does money flow to me so effortlessly? Have course, fun. <laughs> yeah, it could be, why does love flow to me so effortlessly? Ooh. Why does health and abundance flow to me so effortlessly? Uh, I love the feeling of flow. And when you have flow vibrating and pulsating in your life and in your heart and in your bank account, there's really nothing that can hold you back from doing whatever you want in life. So... Taking action when opportunities arise is essential, but you don't want to be stuck in the belief that you always have to work to get the things that you want in your life. Sometimes things just come to you. Sometimes things just naturally and effortlessly flow to you. And of course, we all know from the law of attraction that that's entirely because you're putting out an energy of positivity. If you shift your energy in such a way that you become a transmitter, of love of joy of happiness of harmony then love joy happiness and harmony will flow to you effortlessly and Mm. this question helps you shift into that
0: wow wow this is good stuff right here i love it oh patrick you're good so uh, if a person, and I think you kind of touched on this, do we go and we detach after we say it? What, what is it? Oh, what should we be doing?
1: That is such a wonderful question. <laughs> so, yes, it, it's a lot of the work that, that we do around financial issues involves eliminating poverty consciousness, mm-hmm. but we also need to activate wealth consciousness to really, really shift into it. So I'm so glad that you're asking that. So wealth consciousness, to me, involves stepping into an awareness that we live in a universe of infinite possibility. And we have infinite resources at our fingertips. So normally what we do in our world, in this three-dimensional reality that we live in, we compete over limited resources. So we have this assumption that says that there's only so much to go around, and therefore we have to fight over our tiny little piece of the property that's out there. So we have to compete over limited resources, and then that has other consequences as well because I I would imagine that most of the people on your call are deeply, deeply consumed with compassion, Mm -hmm. very compassionate, very empathic people. A lot of people who really feel compassion deeply, if they believe that we live in this universe of limited resources, and we have to fight over the limited resources, they'll sacrifice their wealth, they'll sacrifice their happiness, because they'll think that the more I get, the less that leaves for other people, and they don't want that. So they lock themselves into a state of lack because they're afraid they're hurting other people by
0: yeah you're absolutely right it's like mothers do that um and so they're actually influencing their children to grow up thinking of others instead of what they want or need to experience a fantastic life it's just like handed down to us
1: oh that's so beautiful and and you know uh, let's let's open up another possibility here. So, a lot of us want to hold ourselves back for the sake of other people. We want to deprive ourselves so that we don't deprive others. Right. What if you living a beautifully prosperous life where everything flows to you easily and effortlessly is the best thing that will set you up for helping other people? If you're if you have everything that you need for your happiness. It doesn't necessarily mean you're just going to lay back and be lazy the rest of your life. That sets you up for helping other people in ways that you were never able to help them before. So that's a a wonderful thing to open up to right there.
0: Yes, because you are actually influencing others to be and do something that you did to make yourself happier. Oh, yeah. That is so important. (laughs) Yes,
1: (laughs) Yes, <laughs> I agree entirely. And, and you know, you mentioned detachment earlier. Mm, and I think that yes. is so incredibly important. So a lot of times what trips us up is we have expectations about how something's going to come to us. Mm-hmm. So we think, okay, I want uh, I want to have a beach house in Malibu. So I'm going to do a manifestation for that. And then we lock into a specific a belief pattern about how that's going to come to us. You know, we have to make the money to pay the realtor to purchase the house, and then we can live there. But maybe the universe can bring that to you in any number of different ways. So when you let go of that, of the uh, attachment to how something's going to come to you,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: when you let go of exactly what it is that's coming to you, you actually liberate the universe to bring you whatever it is you desire or something even better that you weren't expecting and I I see that over and over and over again I've seen for example people who uh, go to a healer to get a healing and they say for example that they have a detached retina and -hmm. they want to have the detached retina healed what happens is they don't get the healing that they expect so perhaps they'll wake up the next morning they'll still have the detached retina and they'll say well that didn't work and, and then it doesn't work because what they've done in that moment is they've witnessed the failure of the healing and that's what they manifest, they manifest the failure of the healing but it could be that the healing will come to them in a completely unexpected way maybe they were being set up to meet the perfect doctor who could help them with that eye problem Uh, Maybe they were going to bump into somebody who uh, knew a healing technique that they were unaware of before. So the universe works in all sorts of different ways. It doesn't always bring you what you want in the way that you expect it. So detachment is really good for opening up to possibility and letting the universe bring you what you desire in the best and highest way for you rather than how you think it should come to you.
0: So, what is the question then that you need to be asking for that healthy retina? I mean, what? How do you phrase that?
1: Oh well, <laughs> see, that opens up when when we're talking about physical healing. We all we often have to figure out why the injury or the condition came about in the first place, right. and then release that because a lot of times physical ailments are symbolic of something so a lot of times eye problems are the result of not wanting to see something or in the wanting
0: future to, yeah
1: in the future in the present it could be that somebody is in a relationship and they suspect that their partner is cheating on them and because they don't want to look at the relationship because that would be painful to them they symbolically get eye issues so uh-huh. there are all sorts of um Different dimensions to this that we would need to look at. It could be from past life trauma or childhood trauma or any number of different sources. But I would just simply ask the question why are my eyes so healthy? Why is my vision so clear? Ooh. Questions like that. And that helps shift the energy without you needing to dig to figure out exactly why the bad eyesight came about in the first place. And
0: then the opportunities come up on how that healing will occur.
1: Yes. yes.
0: Interesting. So, Interesting.
1: Yeah, so I, I agree. Detachment's important. Surrender. Surrendering to the will of the universe. Letting the universe bring you your experiences um, based on what's in your best and highest interest rather than your expectations. And then allowing is important as well. Uh, Allowing to me is um, letting other people be who they are on their terms, letting other people live their lives on their terms without you trying to control them, because essentially trying to control other people, that's manipulating external circumstances once again, Uh, and that's kind of an inefficient way to create change in the world. Ask the questions with emotion and then simply let them resonate in the universe and see what happens. So that that really does raise a a good question about detachment. Normally what people do when they have, let's let's focus on the um, detached retina Mm -hmm. for a moment, because that works really well as an example. So when people get into uh, the desire to heal themselves of a specific ailment, they're usually coming at it from the, from the viewpoint of, I want this problem to go away. I want this pain to go away. They're not coming at it from the place of, I want to feel perfect health. They usually are coming at it from what's called away from energy. Mm-hmm. So the point of focus in their mind is getting rid of the painful thing that they don't like. And of course, when you focus on the things that you don't like, you end up uh, energizing them. So by the law of attraction, your point of focus brings you whatever it is you're focusing on. You, you know, the uh, the universe doesn't evaluate whether your whatever you're focusing on is good for you or not. It just assumes that's what you want because you're focusing on it, and that's what it brings you. So if I focus on, on for example, oh gosh, why do I have these eye problems? Why is my eye so? so bad. Why does this run in my family? Uh, Please, I just wish it would go away. Then you're energizing it to stay longer. Uh So I like the idea of stepping into the energy of knowing that it's possible for you to have a healing, that you're allowed to have a healing, and that it's safe for you to have a healing. And then just simply let it happen. Uh, step into the energy of having been healed already rather than focusing on what you want to get rid of.
0: Mm. Yeah. This is so good. Uh, but but Patrick, you are a healer. You yes. you have <laughs> been studying all over the world. Um, let's talk about that for a second because I have got some other questions about healing pertaining to our ability to heal ourselves. But I, I want to... F- let people know about your background with healing because it's quite fascinating
1: thank you yeah so i started out many many years ago it was in the late 1980s i started out as a massage therapist and then i studied reiki and what was going on with me back then was i simply (laughs) i could not process other people's energy without taking it on myself
0: Oh yeah, an oh, empath.
1: Gosh. Yeah, my yeah. my it was like that that old Star Trek episode <laughs> where the empath gets really sick when when she tries to heal somebody. So my clients would come to me, I'd give them a massage, they'd leap off the table in joy, and I'd be sick for the next two days. Yes. And, and
0: this is real. This yeah. is so real. I know, I know. I I'm an empath too and I I can have a hypnosis client, and sometimes I'll just break down in tears. <laughs> it, it is, it's, there's a lot of good things about it, but a lot of bad things too. Yeah. So what did you do to overcome that?
1: Well, you know, that this is what's really cool. For a long time, my solution was simply to not feel what other people were feeling. So I completely shut it down. So uh, what I did was, in fact, I became an... an Atheist. I became an agnostic. I took an academic route. I studied religions from around the world because that's what I was interested in. I was interested in mysticism, in healing. I studied religion in ancient India. I studied um, religion in modern India. And I did it all from an academic viewpoint. So if I can't experience this myself, I'm still going to understand it, but I'm going to do it logically. So that was my first approach, completely shutting it off. And then when I came to realize just how much I was living an inauthentic life doing that, I began to develop techniques that would allow me to experience somebody else's aches and pains without holding on to them. So I was able to process other people's energy without imprinting their energy in my own energy field. Mm. So in a sense, instead of their energy getting stuck in my energy field or my energy field uh, mimicking theirs in order to help take it away from them, I would just allow their energy to flow through me and it would be gone. It would just pass right through me without me participating in it. Interesting. The other thing that I did... Uh, as well as in addition to learning how to process other people's aches and pains with grace and ease, where that led me was an ability to feel pain without suffering. So I've gotten to the place now where I can fully feel the pain of somebody's broken ankle or whatever, but not suffer as a result of it. So I have that level of detachment from other people's pain now. Now, sometimes I slip into it <laughs> because it it hits me unexpectedly, and and I, I don't know if it's mine or somebody else's right off the bat, and therefore uh, I, I do slip into the suffering because I think it's my pain. Uh, it does take a while to develop the skill to differentiate the, differentiate between your thoughts, feelings, emotions, and sensations, and those of other people. Mm. And the, you know, to expand on that, you know, we also feel, we also pick up the thoughts, feelings, emotions, and sensations of wayward spirits, and parasites, and animals, and uh, entities, and any other energy that's in your space. So it takes a while to separate those out. Mm. When you finally recognize definitively that the three-dimensional world that we live in is not the true reality. That's, that's your awakening experience. And then you grow from there. So yeah, that to me is a really, really profound experience because you suddenly realize that it's not true that you have all this subject-object distinction between you and other people. Uh, you realize that there really is no such thing as linear time. And you come to a place where you recognize that the easiest way to make changes in the external world is to turn inward, because everything that's outside of you is actually inside of you as well. So if you want to change something in the world, you start inside yourself and change it from there. Uh, It's so much more powerful than trying to move the chess pieces around on the board in front of you.
0: And I have people coming on my show from all over the world. And this is the first time that i've had a person so close by (laughs) and that people in the palm springs area coachella valley can really take advantage of all of patrick's wisdom that he he learned in india and and everywhere i mean this guy is phenomenal and he really has got some information that I haven't heard before. So i, I got to tell you, I'm really impressed with you, Patrick. Really, really impressed. Oh, Thank
1: you. <laughs>
0: and you just had uh, an event at the Palm Springs um, Convention Center, didn't you?
1: Oh, I did, yes. A few weeks ago, two weeks ago, in fact, I did um, a certification seminar. So uh, I have a new batch of Thrive Energetics uh, certified practitioners. So that was really good. That was a wonderful opportunity for me to teach people how to do what I'm doing and how to uh, understand the philosophical foundations for what I do as well. So that that was a really empowering experience for me.
0: Wonderful. And you're going to be doing that again, right?
1: Oh, yes. I've got a whole, uh, a, a number of different workshops coming up. So, I will be doing mostly empowerment workshops. I have a, a women's empowerment workshop, an empowered love, sex, and romance workshop. Oh, my. Uh, empowered prosperity. I've got all sorts of different workshops scheduled for uh, a live webinar, uh, live seminar with webinar broadcast at the Palm Springs Convention Center. And then I'll also be doing my certification programs as well if anyone wants to really, really deeply study the metaphysical side of what I'm doing.
0: Wow, I love this. Uh, So people can go to thriveenergetics.com to get more information?
1: Absolutely.
0: That is so good. Now, before we leave, i want to go over these questions about the wealth one more time
1: oh yes <laughs>
0: because we, we kind of
1: the them <laughs> no
0: we didn't i got overexcited. i don't know that's how i am i'm sorry so but i know the listeners are probably saying wait a minute get back to the wealth for a second before you leave <laughs> so the first one that you said is why am i so wealthy the second question is why am i so lucky Mm -hmm. The third one is, why does money flow to me so effortlessly? I love that one. And the fourth one is, how do I even become more prosperous? That's that's delightful.
1: This one is powerful because what often happens is we slip into a specific plateau or a set point that we don't grow beyond and asking the question how do i become even more prosperous sets you up for continually increasing your prosperity over time rather than getting stuck at a point and you know a lot of people because of their subconscious beliefs they hold themselves back at a certain level they they get to a place where they're comfortable but don't go beyond it because it's dangerous to go beyond your comfort level Uh, It has unintended consequences. You get more, uh, the the tax agencies pay more attention to you. Or some people actually hold the belief, I'm not allowed to be more successful than my parents. Because somehow it dishonors them or it dishonors the family heritage to do that. So this really helps you expand beyond where you are right now. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, and then the fifth question that I have listed here, and of course there's so many others, is what hidden opportunities am I overlooking?
0: Ooh, that gets me going. I love that. Uh, yeah. because it really does you could see where that just opens your eyes to see things that might have been there all along but you're just now awakening to seeing the opportunities
1: yes absolutely so you, you know I mentioned before the subconscious mind it works instantaneously it's very very powerful but it doesn't really spend a lot of time evaluating things it doesn't have that logical capacity but what this question does what hidden opportunities am I overlooking? It actually nudges the subconscious mind to be on the constant lookout for creative new opportunities for growth and abundance. Mm. So it will Uh-oh. scan the environment. The subconscious mind is constantly scanning the environment. That's how it keeps you safe. That's how uh, you. there are things that get filtered out, things fly by in your peripheral vision that you never, ever, ever see. The role of the subconscious mind is to determine whether they're dangerous or not, and if it's dangerous or if it's incredibly beneficial or surprising, it will allow that information in. So this helps expand that so that you can see the hidden opportunities rather than um, automatically filter them out
0: wow i love this boy you are the real thing here patrick i i'm so excited that we have met and that we're actually close together i'm sure we're going to be meeting soon uh what i want to stress is that patrick although he is in the palm springs area and sees clients in the palm springs area he also has a many, many clients in Europe and the U.S. all over. So it's just as simple as a Skype call or uh, uh, any internet call or whatever. He can help you individually. Um, and I, I don't know. I just think Patrick is fantastic. I, I, this is the beginning of a long relationship between Patrick and I. I, I totally this guy is right on target so uh, I want all of the listeners to go to thriveenergetics.com check out his website and Patrick you not only um, do webinars and and workshops and everything uh, around money but you also do, a lot of healing work as well. So if people have issues, they can contact you.
1: Absolutely, yes. They can contact me through my website or they can call me on my phone. And the phone number is listed on the website.
0: Go to thriveenergetics.com because uh, it's just filled up with all of this great information. And um, Patrick, boy, it's been an absolute pleasure. And it's even a better pleasure that we're so close together. And uh, it's this is going to be fun. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for taking the time and joining me today, and I have to have you back on my show.
1: Oh, Thank you so much, and uh, much love and light to you and to all of your listeners.
0: Thank you, Patrick. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back next week with another great show from Law of Attraction Talk Radio. If you'd like to comment on tonight's show, send an email to jules at loaradionetwork.com, and have a great week.
2: Did you know that every human uses only a small portion of their powerful mind? Jules Johnson, international certified hypnotherapist wants to introduce you to your powerful mind in order to create your dream life. In as little as one session, Jules guides you into releasing limiting beliefs that keep you from achieving wealth, health, better relationships, and even true love. Schedule a session in Palm Springs or set up a Skype video session for those nationally and internationally. Jules would love to serve as your guide into living your dreams. Go to creativeguidedimagery.com or call 951-201-2166. That's creativeguidedimagery.com